Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, and I'm joined by John Clark to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing really good. It was a very good episode of NXT. Two good nights, actually three good nights of wrestling in a row now, so pretty good. Yeah, I I was, uh, I can't say pleasantly surprised. NXT's been very solid lately, but this was a very fun show, and I was beginning to think they were going to... Uh, delay the diamond mine and instead we got it so we're going to talk all about that before we do just want to remind you all that this show like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms soundcloud spotify youtube apple podcast whatever it may be we've got you covered so leave a like and subscribe right away here melly mel in the comments saying nxt was fire and i i would agree nxt very good uh pretty consistently for at least about the past month or so. And this this week, we had a great main event with Kyle O'Reilly and Kushida, uh, as you might expect. Very good matchup. Te- technical expertise on full display. These guys have a lot of history together. And this is a kind of a, you know, a, a clash of two, I don't want to say indie darlings, but two guys that have really, you know, traveled around the world and uh, obviously made a name for themselves. Now they're in NXT doing great things. This is the, I think, the first time we've seen them in NXT face yeah. each other. So... Definitely a, a dream match there. A great match. I liked it a lot. But obviously, the big story was, after the match, the Diamond Mine open for business. John, it's finally here. We've been sitting here for weeks and weeks wondering what this thing is. And it, it really seemed like it was going to be a, a raw underground kind of thing. Or uh, we were thinking it was going to be some kind of segment on the show. Because that's what they were, That's what the, the video segments were, were making it te- uh, seem like. Instead... Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly wins this matchup, kind of rolls up Kushida, and then a, a hooded guy attacks him. Lo and behold, it's Roderick Strong, the guy who had uh, handed in his notice to leave NXT. I think that was what, like two months ago now? Two months ago, I, yeah. Hadn't been seen since. Comes in, attacks Kyle O'Reilly after his brawl, his brawl with uh, Adam Cole, and he's not he's not alone. Uh, Roderick Strong is joined by uh, Tyler Rust and uh, Hideki Suzuki, and yes. Malcolm Evans was the manager. So that is the diamond mine. That is the this new fact faction in NXT. John, what do you think of this? Yeah, so it was a rough night for Kushida to lose the match and then be attacked afterwards, have the cruiserweight title thrown onto him. Uh, the NXT is definitely putting focus on the cruiserweight title because it, it, all directions point to uh, Roderick Strong and Kushida having a feud. Uh, I, I love this. Uh, Hideki is kind of a new face. I don't I don't have any exposure to him. I'm not quite sure who he is. I've heard and read good things about him. Of course, we all know Malcolm Bivens. Well, how about him getting a big push here? Oh, absolutely. And then Tyler Russ, of course, and then Roderick Strong, of course, is the headliner. It makes sense to me that him just kind of getting out of Undisputed Era, and now he kind of wants to lead his own group kind of maybe uh, honing in his leadership skills that he got from Adam Cole to kind of lead his own stable now. Clearly a heel stable. So nice to see Roderick Strong back again. Interesting to see how this will tie in because if you remember when he um, resigned, he wasn't alone when he turned in his his resignation letter. He was accompanied by, I believe, uh, his actual real-life partner right right correct yeah marina shafir so yeah and, and she had been a competitor in nxt so stands to reason that maybe she'll be part of diamond mine too uh but no i'm, I'm entirely with you i thought this was great um 
maybe I, I was I, I just I was getting a little impatient. Like I said, I was thinking before the main event, like, oh, but I guess we're just not going to get anything because I didn't think this would be a main event angle. Yeah, they had teased it. Yeah, they'd kind of hyped it up, but I didn't really think that that, that this was going to happen. Like Kyle Riley so, won, and, and and it's very interesting because we're getting a lot of comments about people talking about the battery charging thing that we saw, and I, we thought that was probably Roderick Strong, and right. clearly. Uh, the question here from Kevin is the charging video is someone different. Clearly, yes, it is yeah. someone different. Uh, now, who knows? We could be caught off guard and this might not actually be a person. It could be something completely different. It could be an idea, a show, whatever, because who knows at this point? But it's clearly somebody new, not not new, but somebody different than this. And one would believe that it's somebody that has been there before since it's like a recharging thing. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, that's a completely different thing here. Uh, the diamond line has been exposed, introduced. We'll see what they do next. Very nice cliffhanger there at the end. It was nice to see Samoa Joe come out as well there at the end to kind of restore order. I was afraid that if O'Reilly and Cole just kind of brought it out and we didn't get Joe, people would be like, whoa, isn't that Joe's job now to do this? But right. he did come, he did come out and basically do his job. So all in all, the main—I mean, the whole whole show is great, but the main event, of course, uh, the way they executed everything from the match to the O'Reilly cool thing to the cruiserweight and to Diamond Mine—all that—it it was just—it was very well executed. Yeah, I I thought it was a great ending to the show between the match, post match angle. For me, uh, I'm a sucker for like post match angles like this with a a cliffhanger like that. Finally, getting to see what the Diamond Mine is, and you know, kind of having that surprise deliver like Roderick Strong good for him and uh tower tower russ has been impressive uh in what we've seen of him uh Malcolm Bivens as well good for him and like you said hideki suzuki definitely a, a new face there so kind of uh four distinct roles like that where it's like rather strong star tower tower russ kind of underrated guy that's uh that's uh impressed in some and that what we have seen uh, Malcolm Bivens, the mouthpiece and hideki is a suzuki being the kind of x factor there so uh definitely a lot of comments supporting nxt overall nesker is saying great nxt they kill it again kevin j truff saying nxt has been solid of late great storytelling and action very compelling i would agree so i'm very much looking forward to next week uh assuming we get some explanation of this like i'd be curious to see exactly how they explain like roderick strong handing in his notice and then coming back let me ask that. you a question though about all this do, does it concern you that we're getting yet another faction slash stable that is a heel because the way our heels uh this group here diamond mine are heels hit row are heels um does does that have any consequence to you uh what do you think about the fact that basically we have four stables on nxt now that are he all heels that's fair right uh and just uh, i can answer that by addressing iridian Firo's comment here uh, roddy has that main main character energy now like this is a great way for him to become like a real bona fide singles guy in nxt so to me i take less issue, issue with it because this is clearly I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that this will be good for NXT by having this group. And I guess on the plus side, it is it is four. So it's not it's not quite AEW level, not to make that comparison, but it's it's inevitable, right? Like where AEW just got yeah, so it, many stables. But I know, I think we said this probably when Hit Row formed and arrived. We were, we were, even back then, we were like, all right, you know, they're, they're 
in danger of of becoming that of aw's you know perhaps uh excess of stables at this point it is four four heel stables and uh, i will say it seem may seem weird to think but tonight even though johnny gargano and austin theory were very much he- healing it up in a lot of ways i couldn't help but think that maybe down the the road and maybe not even that that far in the future they could turn face uh kind of yeah. like the, the inner circle in a way so i could kind of see that being one solution or or kind of pivot to avoid having four heel groups like that yeah um, and that, i don't that would be my prediction at this point is i think hit row very clearly i only see them being faced right right off the bat obviously diamond mine coming in as a heel group so that kind of feels like the the best uh you know the best answer for yeah, that, and right? and I also don't see Legado del Fantasma. That being... forgot about them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's, that's... I, of the groups, I think uh, the way makes the most sense, even though in a lot, in some ways they're the most heelish. But then I, there's the classic wrestling logic that the the, the best heels can be just as good as baby faces. So uh, and I, I don't, guess... I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm complaining about the the number of stables, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite and say that oh AEW has all these stables and now NXT has all these stables. I'm saying that the balance is not there uh, between good guys and bad guys. Right there, there should be a, a good guys group. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good guy babyface teams that are just two people but we don't really have those four or five person you know even when we had undisputed era back then uh, but then again as people have been saying in the comments usually a stable of this size works much better as heels because they can kind of come in a dog eat dog they're just attacking somebody and it doesn't work well when you're a babyface team so uh, and let's not forget Imperium, who also could arguably right, be right. Uh, also a heel faction. So I would agree. So uh, I think that that's entirely fair. Um, for yeah. me, you know, they're, 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 it's just kind of the way it's a very like wrestling oriented like pattern. Stables are used to to build people up, and you know, if they're done right, you know, that as Jesse might have pointed out in the comments, having more stables, if it, if it works out, then you you in theory would successfully build up at least a couple like actual, you know, singles guys down the road, but they, I would say, no, there's definitely valid concern for this, the lack of balance of heels and face groups here. Uh, but uh, it, it is worth mentioning as Chris pointing out people like, especially in NXT, the capital wrestling center, the live crowds, they'll cheer the heels. So even if a group or, or even those singles guys being booked as a heel, they can still get cheered if, if they're quote unquote cool enough, or if they, you know, uh, there's kind of a, a gray area, especially given the, the NXT specific crowd. I think we've seen that for quite a while now. Um, so that's something there as well. And again, I like this comment from Kevin Dechef about the Gargano and the weight comparison, uh, my thought there about them turning face. They did mention Johnny wrestling, Johnny wrestling a lot tonight. It feels like they've been trying to like, Re- return to that ha- being his nickname and of course johnny wrestling was johnny babyface johnny takeover like the face of nxt so well i feel like that's where we're going right well while you mentioned johnny gargano we might as well talk about johnny gargano and the fact that tonight uh they were they had a tag match gargano and austin theory it started out with the whole now we're going to show respect to William Regal because we're afraid of Samoa Joe. That's how they're playing it off. And uh, so they get themselves a tag match with, of course, Pete Dunne and Danny Birch. Or what, was it Danny or was it? Um, it was Oni. Oni, Oni yes, Oni. Danny's the one that's hurt. Uh, so, yeah. So there was a tag match there. And, of course, the match was good. But I think what people were talking about more was after what happened after the match 
which coincides directly with what you're saying about possibly him being babyface. Karrion Cross attacked him. From Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano got the upper hand on Pete Dunne. Clearly, this appears in the direction we're going. Karrion Cross, Johnny Gargano. Uh, there have been rumblings. I mean, in fact, Karrion Cross has already basically kind of moved to the main roster, even though it's on main event. That counts, I think. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so if they have bigger plans for him, which it looks like they certainly they might, uh, and I believe you mentioned this earlier as well, who better than Johnny Gargano, Mr. NXT, to kind of get things back on track and kind of be like your transitional champion until somebody else is there. That's the role that Gargano and Tommaso have both played in NXT for a very long time. That's what they want to do. They're comfortable with it. But uh, back to the discussion of him possibly being a babyface, it works in this case. Uh, The match was good tonight. The character is there. I'm a little worried about Austin Theory being with him because fans don't really get behind him of course he has history stuff like that not to mention the tag champs candy or right yeah, can candy candace and indy who um also aren't necessarily good people so but this might this might end up tying in with dexter loomis on stuff as well thankfully we didn't get any of that garbage tonight thankful john clark Roasting index. I will not have it. All right. No, no. All right. We, uh, I, I, I am upset that we have not gotten anything about index since, uh, what was it? Takeover in your house. And even that was a very brief backstage thing. Where, where's my, the latest chapter of this, this wonderful soap opera? Where's the romance? Where's the love? We didn't see anything tonight. Nothing. What's up with that? Come on. But we can get, we can talk about that more a little bit. There's nothing more to really talk about because they weren't even on the show. But I like this comment from Kevin Day Chuff saying, uh, Austin Theory could turn on Gargano in, in this potential match with Kieran Cross. Therefore, uh, Gargano could turn his face, keep Theory heel. There are some possibilities there of, I don't know, Gargano going off on its own, the way remaining heel rather than the entire group turning heel. Um, I don't know. There is definitely an interesting dynamic there. I'm very curious to see what they do. It is worth, worth noting that. Cross isn't a face either. Like they've been pretty clearly positioning oh, him as a yeah. heel lately. He he insulted William Regal, like mocked him when he was going to retire, uh, supposedly seemingly retire before Samoa Joe came back. So they're clearly kind of going in that direction. Then I would say, you know, it feels like we are going to get Gargano as a face sooner or later. And you mentioned it yourself, like Johnny Gargano, very much the the heart and soul of NXT uh, in the event that Cross gets officially gets called up, and it feels like that's happening soon because he is he did uh, uh compete on main event this week he's been working dark matches otherwise for the the main roster officials not too crazy to wonder that he'll be getting called up so gargano old reliable i say old reliable but he is very <laughs> you know he's the the face of nxt he you know they can trust him they, they he's got a lot of you know name value to nxt he's not going anywhere so, to me I, I don't see that happening anytime soon so i could definitely see that he's very <laughs> clearly on the mount rushmore of nxt oh for sure no Absolutely. argument. Now, speaking of the Mount Rushmore of NXT, Adam Cole was in action tonight, former NXT champion. Uh, this this started the show. He came out. He was going to face an opponent, opponent of his choosing. And at first, he was like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm a good. I'm not going to face anybody. Then Carmelo <laughs> Hayes comes out. And if you remember, Carmelo Hayes, uh, formerly Christian Casanova, faced uh, Kushida a couple weeks ago in an open challenge. He looked really good. He was impressive. I think that was maybe two weeks ago or so. Hadn't yeah. seen him since. He comes in. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to change your mind. You're going to face me. And then recreates the classic John Cena ruthless aggression moment when he, he had with Kurt Angle. 
literally said the line, ruthless aggression, and uh, threw the mic at him, slapped him in the face. There we go. We have a match. And this was basically NXT at its best. And Cole wins, as he should, you know, makes him look strong. But uh, Carmelo Hayes looked very strong. He looked like a, a credible uh, opponent as well for this, this in a second match here. Like just two matches in a row here against Kushida, against Adam Cole. Currently, like, they are... They, they seem to kind of see, see big things in him. So uh, very impressive, impressive showing from him. Adam Cole wins. He'll be going on to face Kyle Riley uh, at Great American Bash. And that'll be a very good match when that happens. But what, what do you think of the the showing from Hayes? And, and I guess the latest, I guess, te- I could maybe step toward O'Reilly and Cole here. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This really didn't do it for me. Um, I I was uh, in the crowd of hoping to see somebody a little more exciting than Carmelo Hayes, but it was fine. Um, Adam Cole's theme song sucks. It's and pretty everybody bad. in fear of wondering what was. There's no way you don't know when to say baby now. Like that's the the, the cut is his whole thing was great. Everybody we like, say it. We say it when he goes like this and he's about to go like this. That's when you know to say it. So, but it just um, doesn't fit the same. It's not. It is not good. I like that a lot, and it's disappointing that they got rid of that. Um, I will say, I know you just mentioned yourself. You just didn't really do it for you, but you know NXT does have to build new stars somehow. And a guy like Kamaro Kamaro Hayes, you bring him in, he has a great match with Kushida, comes out here, you know, they get they gotta give some, you know, you gotta start somewhere. Like, you know, and this is this felt like a pretty good way to to give a new guy a pretty prominent spot here. So I, I liked that. I thought that was good for him. Um so I I, I liked it. I, I I thought maybe the I mean the, the match was good. The match yeah. was very good. And I, I think that the, the build up to this kind of rematch is very good as well. Uh but I just didn't like that especially that they copied like like I was obviously a blatant attempt to copy the whole Cena thing. Right. Um and of course that's fine, but I don't know. I just there was definitely a mixed reaction to this. Some people loved it because, you know, well, you're going to put him in there with the best. Let's see what he can do. And then other other side of the argument was, well, you know, start him out with whatever, you know, something lower. I don't yeah. know. I was okay, but it wasn't anything great, I didn't think. No, I mean, uh, to me, I just thought it was fine. And, and uh, you know, yeah, he lost, but he looked good. And now the next time he shows up, you can say, okay, like he, he held his own with Adam Cole. So, therefore, he, he automatically looks a little stronger. Uh the next time we do see him so it feels like he's being set up for uh, some pretty quick success over on nxt now one uh we've been talking about the men's division everything one thing that definitely was impressive overall tonight was the women's division and we saw definitely a couple uh, developments there we will see a triple threat tag team match next week to determine the new number one contenders for the tag titles that will be uh raquel gonzalez and dakota kai versus uh Ember Moon and Shots Blackheart versus uh, as always Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. So that'll be definitely a star-studded match. And the winner of that match will go on to face the champions, Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell at the Great American Bash. And that match came about after Zoe Stark and Io Shirai defeated the Robert Stone brand. And this was the most TV time I can remember uh, the Robert Stone brand having in quite some time. It was Jesse, Kamiya, and Aaliyah. I thought they looked pretty good. And at least during the match, I was like, well, they're getting some time here. And I feel like they might be being set up as a legitimate tag team in NXT because NXT lacks tag teams. But then, lo and behold, we had three tag teams come out, and it was like, all right, we're getting this, this triple threat match next week. And I, I will say, I like seeing uh, Raquel Gonzalez 
challenge or or, or pers- I should say pursue the, the tag titles that because she's the woman's champion that makes the tag titles feel more important even if she's in a way taking a backseat to her own title you know defense you know I think they're they're I don't know I think I I, I look at it that way I don't know if you agree I but, agree yeah I do agree uh, which of these teams would you see as the most likely to challenge Candace and uh India at this point as crazy as it might seem, I'm guessing that we're probably going to see Io Shirai and Zoe Stark win. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to Ember and Shotzi kind of getting that other opportunity to win him back, but the writing is on the wall for Io and Zoe to win this and either come apart as a team or basically repeat what Tommaso and Thatcher are doing and maintain that cohesive unit to uh make themselves known to be a serious threat as a tag team even though that's not really what either of them should be doing eo should probably move up to the main roster and zoe stark should i don't know get a push as a single star but they've kind of put themselves into a hole because now they want to pay so much attention to this tag division where you have to basically have teams to make it work. So they're kind of putting together people sort of like Raw did. And so they'll see if it works. Yeah. And uh, I think I would agree that, I guess, of the options here, Zoe and Io would make the most sense. Um, I don't necessarily want to see Ember and Shotzi face the way again. We've seen that match a couple of times recently. Uh, D- Dakota and Raquel, even if they, they're not starting a feud with each other, if, if we're not getting that storyline yet, I, I would I probably want to see you know, Raquel in action on her own at Great American, Great American Bash potentially to really build up that card. So um, not quite sure how to, and even if it's a, a transitional thing, I think that would be beneficial. So Zoe and Dio, you know, even if they're, yeah, I would think I would agree that they may be better off on their own. But even, at least for now, I don't see the harm in having them pair together. It helps boost up Zoe Stark. It gives the try something to do. And it makes sense because she's kind of been feuding with Candice again. So I think that makes sense to me. So I think that would be the way that I would prefer to see that go. And uh, I hope they take the time with the Raquel and Dakota because I think that will be a very uh, fun storyline whenever that does happen. So elsewhere in the women's division, we saw the Encore premiere for Frankie Monet. She faced uh, Electra Lopez tonight. Not really familiar with her. I think she was a new face as far as I know. Uh, she definitely got a lot more offense in than I expected. I mean, I expected a fairly decisive win for Frankie Monet instead Electra got a good amount of offense and, and looked pretty competitive, but nonetheless, Frank Minet won. I still like the way they're presenting her. She's a, you know, got that star power. She's got this, this cool entrance where she was like a movie star. Now she's two and in NXT, but we don't really know where she's going here. Like she, she doesn't really have a clear feud. She doesn't really have a clear direction. Um, so I don't know. I, I it's, you know, it's, it kind of feels a little similar to LA Knight, although he pretty quickly, I entered a feud with Bronson Reed when he got when he arrived. So I feel like, you know, maybe she'll find somebody sooner or later. But I would agree with Nessa Curse here, saying she loves Frankie, next woman's champ. I mean, I said when she first arrived, I hope she kind of quickly rises through the ranks here. Not too quickly, but she does have definitely that that uh, legitimate success, that star power, that uh, experience, the, the success, success elsewhere. So it, to me, it wouldn't be too hard or unreasonable to build her up very much. But what do you think of the showing from Frankie and potentially where she's going from here? Yeah, definitely. Very good competitor. Very good charisma. Just 
all around a very good character for NXT, kind of the definition of what you want in NXT. And as far as what's next, I was still convinced that EO was next in line for Raquel, but it doesn't seem like that might be the case anymore. So maybe she could be next in line, but I still think that you need to do Dakota and, and Raquel next. You just need to. Uh, there's a ton of women on the roster for Zoe to, you know, or not just Zoe, but Frankie and all those female superstars for something to do. So they, they can make it work. But the question is, it, it, it all comes down to the confidence. How ready do they think she is? It's kind of why they've been like sneaking her in once every couple of weeks and mostly doing promos. But I mean, you seem to think she's ready, and I think she's ready too. So I will say, uh, I, I wrote up a piece of that. She did a couple of interviews this week to hype up her, her match this uh, on XC tonight. And one quote that stood out to me it was with uh, an interview with PW Insider, and she was saying basically, you know, yeah, she has all, all this experience. She, she was a world champion in Impact Wrestling. She's competed in Mexico, all over the world, has enjoyed a lot of success all over the world. But there's the classic, um, narrative about anyone who signs a wwe and theory needs to learn the, the quote-unquote wwe style and yep. in the interview she had said something like you know she kind of has to learn you know something that she did in in mexico and impact she, she didn't name impact but just so much she named where things she did elsewhere may not necessarily translate as well in wwe so you know she and she said it, it is a learning experience and she's enjoying it but there is inherently challenging like that so you know and that's not to say she isn't ready but she is it's learning it's so. definitely true because I've seen the comparison made where obviously wrestling is wrestling, but there's different companies and people have made the comparison. Well, a cell phone is a cell phone, but Android and Apple, there is a learning curve because they they're different. Yeah, nothing. It's the same thing here. It's learning a whole different style, whole different company, whole different policy procedures, things like that. And they're not just going to throw anybody out there until they know that they're capable of doing it the way they want you to do it, not the way you want to do it, the way they want you to do it. And that's something I think Triple H had said a while ago in, in one of the media calls. I, uh, I think he was talking about how impressive MSK was. And like they very quickly arrived. They took off. They got the tag titles very quickly. And he said that they were like sponges. They learned very fast. And then they kind of earned that trust. Lo and behold, they get the titles that they're ready. And they're, the same thing could happen with Ty Valkyrie or sorry, Frankie Monet, or she might need more time. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's, it remains to be seen. I'm sure that when once she is ready, she's going to do great things. And uh, we'll be sitting here talking about how amazing she is because she is very, very talented. I should mention uh, that she she, uh, she does have a direction. I should like I more meant maybe a feud, but the second week in a row here, she was backstage with the Robert Stone brand, Aaliyah and Kamiya, and she was very clearly kind of positioning them kind of against Robert Stone. And it feels like we are getting maybe some tease at least that she'll be you know taking over and i she did she had a little, a little clip tonight she said we could be the winner circle little inner circle reference there over uh, yeah. aw there um thought that was kind of funny but um did two, two people in the comments dj cassier and gabriel gabriel perez uh saying that you know wondering if frankie could take over the robert stone brand getting rid of robert stone uh and um you know, going forward with that, that could be a way to kind of have her be on NXT, have her do promos, have her be involved, but kind of maybe slow the uh, the need to have her kind of compete all the time. And if that is a concern or or if they do want to kind of have her take her time and learn, do you feel like we are going to kind of see her take over that brand or the Robert Stone brand and build a faction like that? Or, I mean, but then that kind of goes back to what you, what you said a little bit ago. Yeah, no, they're potentially heel group, even though this would be the woman's vision and there's less 
stables in women's division. I think that still applies. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. Uh, there's definitely something going on there. I'm not sure if that's what it is, but they clearly have something in mind. I think it's maybe just breaking them up. Like maybe she just wants to break them apart, but she's, I don't know. She, she gives off the vibe of being a good guy and a bad guy at the same time, because it's like her promos come off as like arrogant, selfish, self-centered, but the in-ring performance and the entrances and the opponents that she's given come across that she's supposed to be a face. So I don't know. Yeah. It remains to be seen and I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I'm, I want to see more of this character in terms of like, it seems a little vague so far. And that's saying snobbish, you know, very like, yes. you know, better than you, like movie star, rich, kind of almost like some elements of the, of the LA Knight character, where it's just like, you know, rubbing that kind of, wealth and excess indirectly in, in the, her her peers face um i don't know i i i but i see you're saying she does feel kind of like a very she, she could be a great baby face as well just amount of saying that she's like the equivalent of nx the nxt equivalent of john morrison which is funny because <laughs> they're, they're married um so i like that comparison there uh and i, I think there's a lot of truth to well, it let's so. not I, I um it's let's not forget that she carries a live animal around with her too, to like all of her promos and matches and things like, and I'm curious to see like how that works whenever fans come back, because is she just going to have like a dog running around like ringside, like for real. So I mean, I mean it's yeah, could happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's, it's yet another thing where it'll be interesting to see how that, that changes when live fans return there, any number of things. I mean, We've seen, I mean, granted, the world's a different place now with the, the pandemic and everything, but in wrestling, we've seen live animals in ringside before. I feel like it's been quite a while since we've really seen something like that on a regular basis, especially in WWE. So I don't know. I think that is a good question. Um, and that's something to keep an eye on. And so, something else to keep an eye on. Uh, Frankie could become the manager of uh, Kamiya and Aaliyah, currently the, in the Robert Stone brand. So uh, like we were saying a minute ago, if she does take over the stable or uh, the Robert Stone brand and manage them, then I think, yeah, I think that they, they could be pushed. I, I was impressed by them tonight. They did get a lot of TV time. It feels like I, even though they lost, they might be uh, in this position where they're getting kind of pushed as a legitimate tag team because NXT needs more of them in the women's division, especially. So I know I think that is a fair um, prediction, I, I think, at this point. So uh, while we're on subject of stables here, John, you tweeted me and, and you mentioned that uh, you wanted me to explain if I could uh, if I had any answer for why people like hit row records they were in action tonight and i know that uh you but you but you have mentioned that you you don't understand the all this you know positive buzz about them why people always really seem to be uh you know liking them already and i mentioned that last week as well that it didn't make a whole lot like i i didn't necessarily see it either i will say this week they had a cool entrance you know cool theme song they got like kind of the smoke in their entrance they have they have, they have a lot of i don't i guess swagger i guess um you know, got a cool look. Got four four talented people. They 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 work well together. Uh, top dollar, big guy. Got a lot of size. I tweeted about it, but WWE's got a bunch of big guys right now. They got top dollar, uh, almost, and Commander Aziz, and they each bring something different to the table. And uh, the, here we were, we saw top dollar and Ashanti the Adonis face uh, Everrise and top uh, hit records won pretty decisively in that regard. So. Maybe they're going to be built up as a, a tag team, or at the very least, just as a as a you know a stable that 
that's that wins right as a winning stable and um as we also saw uh, isaiah sort of scott confront uh bronson reed backstage so now we've got potentially hit world records challenge at least in the ranks and maybe sooner and later challenging for the ta- uh, two different titles there so but i i still don't really know you know uh beyond just the fact that they they have some swag and they they look cool and they got a cool song and and you know they, they they're charismatic uh i don't i don't really know i mean uh but and more people are <laughs> at least in our comment section people seem to divide about it craig backland saying he loves hit row stephen chambers saying uh or sorry just Mata saying i have to agree with you john that he's not seeing the hit row appeal um and herman de saying he doesn't like hit, hit row either so yeah i don't know i don't i don't want to go so far as say that they, they suck or they're terrible or anything but you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I don't, I don't they know. were like, this is legitimate. They were actually trending on Twitter tonight. Like the, the term hit row was a top 10 trend in the United States tonight. And besides the, of uh, the obvious hashtag of WWE NXT hit row was the top trending NXT term tonight. And that, that's weird to me that like, so something. clearly people see something in this and are entertained by it and they like it. And I'm still trying to figure out, I guess, why. And people in the comments are figuring it's it's like it's like an unwritten rule or like a secret thing where like they're just cool. Like that's just how it is. Like nobody knows why or how or anything like that. So I and I and when I try to look up, like obviously when it's trending, you can click on it to see all the tweets about it. And all I see is people just saying, like, oh, this is so cool. I love this. Make the whole show about them. Nobody actually ever says, like, why? Like, why are they? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I think I would agree with Nesha Curse. She says, I'm in the middle on Hit Row. It's still new so far, and I like what I see. I think that's kind of where I would come off. I will say it's different, uh, for, at least for WWE, especially for NXT. Um, you know, for people of color in the, in the stable. You know, you don't necessarily see that a lot, and they're being booked. It's not necessarily a, a stereotype or, or, or you know, anything like that. You know, and I think that the the hurt business worked in that sense as well. Now we're seeing hit row records, and it's very different. It's not the same. So maybe there's something to that where it is kind of just different and different in a good way, and not just. And I think they're doing it well. You know, they're they're being presented as this legitimate group of four people that that want to be successful in NXT. I don't know. I, I I guess that's kind of what I would tend to think. Maybe people see in this, and like I said, they do kind of have that maybe that it factor. They can't really describe. They're, they've cared back. They've got swag. So there's something to be said for that. So um, and just just not saying Hit Row is a catchy name. So you know they, they they got a good name too. So that that helps. And and like I said, I guess they're I like the theme the their the theme song. The, yeah, theme song and their entrance. So I mean that's good as well. Winning recipes for a stable like that. Um, We'll say kind of a, a Rodney Fierro thing. She likes the Everrise skits. Yeah, tough loss for Everrise. I mean, it was good to have them in a match here, but I think this is the first time they've competed since I think the end of April or so. So, um, you know, they've been a while that since they've competed, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at least they're they're still being featured on NXT, and you know, I, I guess better to be on on TV than off of it. But if I and not that I expected them to win this match, but this was pretty clearly like a. It was kind of a squash match, so there there was kind of a, 
maybe not the best position to be in there. But <laughs> friend of the show, Nando chipping in saying that there's something said for that intangible, that intangible of coolness. They're cool, John. They're just cool. It's a combination of charisma, style, present, uh, presence, and likability. And hit row has it. Wonderful. I, I like it. For some reason, I think the live crowd's going to like eat this up and just love it. Like they're going to be rapping along with them and dancing and just I don't know. That's just that's the vibe I get here. And nothing wrong with that. I guess we'll we'll see what unfolds, but. It's going to be uh, interesting to see if they get any championship opportunities. And if they do, if it's for tag or if it's just Isaiah or, or or if this, does this female wrestle? I mean, I don't think she's a wrestler. Is she, is she just like a, I don't know, like a, we have not seen her wrestling yet. And we got some questions about that in the comments and I don't know. I mean, she, right now she seems to be just their manager and, um, that seems to be it so far that we and maybe it could be a thing where she's training and she's preparing for that. But I don't know. I haven't heard anything where there's nothing but seeming that I've seen that's been reported about that. So right now it seems like she's their manager and they're, I guess the, for the, for an old school term, they're valet, but uh, <laughs> we could see a wrestle at some point, but I don't know. You know, I, if she does, if she can wrestle, I'd be curious to see what that would look like for me. When once she first arrived, I think the, the Jade Cargo comparisons over in AW were pretty pretty fair to make because you know I think they kind of have similar presence about them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to to see, potentially see that. But if she's not a wrestler, then then that's then that's then that's that. So um, you know, I don't know. But want to shine a little more light on the fact that at least it's for one night or two weeks in a row, like we were saying a little bit earlier. No index and John, I know you're you were you seem relieved about that, but if it like it has been like two weeks, so you know Michael Kent saying they killed what was best thing on NXT, you know it's index seems like and it's a, it's a, it seems like index is quote unquote dead. I mean, two weeks is a long time in a, in a weekly episodic show. It's about so, to be three. What? It's about to be three. Yeah, you know then four, it, then five. <laughs> I just can't believe they would just just not give any any payoff at all i mean i don't think they dropped it i think i certainly think that it's they they don't care about it as much because if they did it would have a part on the show clearly um but who knows i I just i'm fine if it is just like like alexa bliss lily doll it's just like it's just forgotten about like it never happened well, at least with Lily, uh, with Lily over on Raw, you know, Alexa said she's in timeout, and she referenced her, so she's still kind of in canon, and yeah. they're like, kind of you know, keeping that quote unquote alive. Uh, was this two weeks? Pretty, uh, I'm not quite sure. I maybe maybe have missed uh, Candice or Indy mentioning Dexter last week or something, but no real development. And you know, for me, this is like if if this is the case, and for all we know, next week we're sitting here and there'll there'll be something new. But right he, right here right here tonight, I'm saying okay, you know, I'm a little disappointed. It's like the hacker thing over on SmackDown. If if they just drop it, granted, months later, Mustafa Ali said, "Oh, I was a hacker all along." Yeah, so that's what they'll do. They'll just forget about it, and then like come November, they'll just come out and hug, and that'll be it. But I'm I'm a venture <laughs> curse. She says I'm sad. I want Indy to get her man. Yes, you know I want this. I want the payoff. If you're gonna have this this slow proper, this, this you know branching storyline, this d- dynamic progression week to week, and to keep it going, give me something to make it all worth it. Because otherwise, like, what are we doing here? You, like, if you're gonna be sitting there every week watching this and getting invested, at least me, maybe not you, John, but or you know if you if you're into this, if if you like the storyline, if if you want to see that payoff, if you don't get it. Then yeah, you're going to be disappointed if again we're saying if 
that is the the outcome here and i and i hope that's not the case uh, i think those are pretty much the biggies for nxt tonight i mean in terms of what happened on the show we did see a little brief uh follow-up for la knight and cameron grimes la knight the million dollar megastar got a promo from poolside he had a cigar and i tweeted about it he is everything the million dollar champion should be he is to me in a lot of ways the modern day ted DiBiase, the best comparison there um you know i just i thought it was a brief promo but he was saying that he dropped Ted because he, he didn't need him last week. And, you know, he's a million dollar champion. He called Cameron Grimes a moron. Cameron Grimes later on was handing out money. And, you know, we're, we're pretty clearly heading for a rematch there. Cameron Grimes turning babyface here. And I would expect to see that at the Great American Bash. I think that'll be a very fun matchup. Would expect to see uh, Knight win again. But I could be wrong because I, I would imagine the payoff for this one could very well be Grimes getting a... Uh, I should say Knight getting some uh, comeuppance and, and uh, Grimes getting revenge. And lastly, one little thing here. Uh, Jake Atlas and Mercedes Martinez next week will face Zia Lee and Boa. The continuation of Mercedes Martinez's feud with Zia Lee and Tian Shaw. Uh, brief, brief interaction here where Zia Lee attacked Martinez backstage and Jake Atlas, Jake Atlas kind of made the save. So we're getting that next week. And... Um, Maybe maybe that'll be another potentially another rematch at Green American Bash, or maybe one just a random episode of NXT beyond that. Um, but any, any thoughts on either of those, John, about uh, Grimes and Knight and or Atlas and Martinez versus Tian Shaw? Yeah, so we're clearly going to get more obviously between Grimes and LA Knight. They just kind of held it over tonight with a short little sweet promo. Uh, I hope Zia Lee and Boa go over next week because their promos have been very good recently, and obviously they've been built to look pretty dominant, so it would suck if they just kind of lost the momentum there. So I'd, ho- I'd like to see them come out on top as well. Uh, should be a good show next week too, kind of like a tag team-themed show. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, in two weeks is the what I like to call TV special, which is the Grand American Bash. For the second year in a row, we're going to get it on uh, cable TV uh rate the show one to ten what'd you think i'll go for like an maybe like an 8.2 zero zero 8.0 for you yeah or you said, i thought you were making zero overall like, no no John no, no, no. roasting nxt tonight no, 8.0. Just... no i think that, that's a good score it was, it was a good show you know i i liked it and you you know not perfect by any means uh, but great closing angle with with Diamond Mine. I would my number would have been <laughs> probably a good amount lower if we did not get Diamond Mine because they they said they were going to and, and yeah I, I would have been gonna... upset too if they hyped that up all night and then what did they they did something a couple weeks ago where they said something was going to happen and it just never happened I was like I think it was on Raw there was some match that was supposed oh, that to happen all the time and, and that, that is that's the very unfortunate thing you know that you know for <laughs> me the, the there's one example where like I think maybe one Monday afternoon they had announced Randy Orton was going to face Braun Strowman. And then the same yes, day that's what it was. Yeah. They tweeted it all day. And then when the show came, it's just like, it never happened. Thankfully, NXT seems to be a little more of a smooth sailing ship. So well, you that's because that... you got triple H in charge, not Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hard to disagree. Uh, as for the viewers here, James Espanto, a friend of the show, Nando, with a, seven, a fun 7.9. Maybe a little well, but he had fun, so that's what counts. Kevin Taylor with a 9. DJ Cassier with a 9.7. Very nice. Herman Carr with an 8.5. 
so very clearly people liking what they saw for NXT tonight. Some people a little lower. Jess Mondo with a 7.7. Laura Rock with a 7.6. Nasha Kurtz with an 8 as well there. So definitely. Wow. A, and, 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 and Luke says average. Next week will average. be worse before the Great American Bash puts on them a great. So he's basically Man, saying we're going to go from average to below average to great. Which, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I think next week won't be too bad. I, I get the idea of like a a go home show, which this could technically be, is usually not the best. But I think NXT usually does a good job with that. Uh, we do got to talk about one thing before uh, DJ is commenting and says, uh, "Who's the battery?" We should address the fact that now we know it's not Roderick Strong. So, do you have any ideas on who the battery might be? Man, I I don't know. This is going to quickly turn into the next diamond mine because I'm sitting here and I have no idea. And I, other than the the idea that it's very probably either someone who is already in NXT and has been missing for a while, or the, the off chance that it's somebody on the main roster kind of coming back to NXT to quote unquote recharge like the battery we're seeing. And I I don't know who that would be. Um, I my, if I had to throw a name out there right now, I I think it's Tegan Knox. That was my like when I had thought that a little bit tonight. Um, if we're going, yeah, we're going with the idea that someone recharging their batteries. Uh, I don't know yet again, just like Diamond Mind, some people are guessing Tessa Blanchard. Um, I don't see that, you know, maybe if if WWE's interested in her, and I don't even know about that at this point. So yeah, I don't know. Craig back on saying Bobby Fish. He already came back. You know. Yeah, I've I've came. seen speculation that it might be Walter or it might be um, uh, Finn Balor. I don't think it's either of them. I don't think they've no. been going long enough for it to be them. I don't think it'd be that. No, this feels like something a little more hyped up here. Iridian um, uh, Fierro saying Simone Johnson, The Rock's daughter. I don't. Again, where's the thing about someone recharging? Like to me, uh, there's return though, like right there. Uh, I don't think it's me, Finn Balor. I see more, maybe him more likely moving up to the main roster sooner and later. Um, I don't know. And then Nesker saying Samoa Joe maybe returning to the ring, but I feel like that we'd, we'd it'd be a it'd be yeah. a surprise, a return, something new. Joe already came back. Um, Keith Lee, I think Keith Lee. You know, again, don't really know what's going on there. But if if there really is nothing for him on the main, on the main roster, which would be a crying shame, but if that is the case. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll come back to NXT uh, or Jinder Mahal. But, you know, he re he recently returned to Raw, so that would make a lot of sense. Like, I, I got to think it's somebody that um, we haven't seen recently and recently being a relative term. So at least for the past month, two months, and to me, that would, that would eliminate Jinder Mahal. That would eliminate a good amount of people on the main roster because we've seen them. Uh, Damian Priest is injured right now, reportedly hurt his back, so I don't think it'll be him. Kona maybe Reeves. Maybe apparently, you know, I, I think I heard they're a little high on him. I, I think I saw a part about him recently. Maybe I, I mean that'd be a bit of a letdown to me. I mean I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just it's, I don't know. It, it was so last week we got it from zero to twenty one percent, and this week we got it from twenty one percent to fifty one percent. So it's almost like maybe they'll get it to a hundred for the Great American Bash. And I love I the so. I, I love the suggestions here that it could be Daniel Bryan. Uh, to me, it wouldn't make sense because he, I mean, it's, this is like an NXT thing. So I feel like it's like if you're recharging, it's based off of NXT before. But uh, throw all logic out the window. I don't know who it is. 
Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know what to expect for Diamond Mind. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, predicted even maybe a little early on that it would be Roderick Strong, and I was like, oh, I don't I don't see that. So I'm sitting here right here, and I'm I'm going to be shooting down all these ideas. But like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it will be someone returning, whether from injury or you know just from taking time off or, or being away for a while. Uh, DJ Gasse predicting the Demon Finn Balor. I just I don't think it's going to be Balor. You know, because he he was he's been on the NXT. Granted, he went away again, but he he was just back again. So I don't, I don't necessarily see that. Dana Bryan, as, as Herman Dakar and uh, Craig Backler mentioning, maybe. But then again, that that's kind of just speculation because he's, you know, his contract status is, is pretty unclear right now. Uh, but at the end of the day, Nesh Chris has the best year. You never know. Well, I I don't know what what it's going to be. I I am hopeful, just like down the mine. I've seen. Waiting. I've seen people making extreme guesses like Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey, so no, it could be, no, yeah. No. I the, you, you never know WWE, but you know it's not going to be that. I mean, it's, it's NXT. You got to like lower the bar of the bar a little bit. It could be someone on the main roster coming down, Kevin Owens, maybe as a as a wild card. Pure speculation there, but I don't see anything too crazy. I mean, yeah, even <laughs> the Diamond Mine. It was cool to see Roderick Strong, Tyler Ross, Knock Vivens, and Hideki Suzuki, but that wasn't like this you know mind-blowing thing like you know becky lynch you know, that wasn't anything too too crazy so you know i i i'm my the, not to say that the bar is low but you know i'm not expecting anything too too wild there um but i i'm gonna hope we're gonna know uh at the great american bash and that will be i guess yeah two two weeks away so you know we're not gonna hope be, seemingly yeah as you mentioned john it would go up to, to 50 percent tonight i would assume by great american bash it's gonna be 100 we're gonna know and then when that comes around, we'll be right here at WrestleZone talking about it because that's what we do to try and keep you guys entertained to help you and uh, enjoy the wrestling, which is what we do. John, you and I, uh, other than this week, the schedule is a little shaken up. So we'll, hopefully we'll be back to normal next week with the, with the Monday Night Raw post show. Uh, but we're here, at John, you and I, every week talking about NXT. The Dynamite Dudes uh, too talk about AEW, all of uh, Marcus and Dominic D'Angelo. And they also do WCW Written, uh, talking about fun Facebooking stuff. Robert, Robert Felice and I talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, then we might, we might have an off week this week because I'm taking a very rare vacation. So <laughs> we'll be, uh, again, a little little uh, hectic this uh, this week with some schedule changes. But hopefully next week we'll be back to normal, uh, full on uh, with the routine here. So thank you for your patience and your understanding. And rem- and then also a great stream of interviews coming at you guys, whether it's Bill, Bill Pritchard recently interviewing Alexander Wolf, Eric Rowan, uh, Fred Rouser, or Darren Young. I interviewed Ring of Honor star Bateman. Uh, that, that came out yesterday, uh, earlier this week, so make sure to check that out. All these things and more available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. Um, John, we do one thing here above all others at WrestleZone, and I need you to tell me what that is. Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.